Yeah, hi. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, this is Nitin uh, from Zeroda. Uh, over the last 20 years of being a trader, subbroker, and now running a brokerage firm, uh, I don't think there's been any other business you know, that I've looked upon with more respect than Motila Loswal because of, of the idea of you know, promoting the idea of value investing. And, and today, I'm, I'm even more excited to have the man behind the success of Motila Loswal, Mr. Ramdev Agarwal, take a webinar for all of you. Uh, on best practices of value investing. So the plan is, you know, we will do a 30 minute, uh, approximately 30 minute kind of a webinar and followed it by a 15 minutes of Q&A. Uh, thanks a lot, sir, uh, for taking time and I'll let you take over now. Okay. So I think today we are scheduled to talk about zero to thousand crores. Uh, that's the format. Zero to thousand crores plus value investing. Plus value investing. Okay. So, uh, uh, I mean, because there are no slides, so yeah, sure, sure. extempo. Sure, so you know, uh, uh, good afternoon, viewers, and uh, uh, all the you know uh, uh, clients and prospective clients of uh, Zeroda. Uh, I'm delighted to be uh, with uh, with you all, and uh, you know, uh, this investing uh, has been my passion uh, right from beginning, from 1980. Uh, I couldn't have done anything else uh, by doing charter accountancy also. Uh, I was uh, stock market uh, stock uh, bluff and uh, buff, and uh, uh, I used to collect balance sheets in the weekend and read through the week, and that's how I built my understanding of the stock market for the years. And sometimes, uh, uh, you know, you are destined to uh, what do you call uh, get into something, and then everything falls in place. So I once I was uh, uh, traveling by train and I saw an announcement about the equity research and uh, I did apply for that in '85 and probably I was the only guy who applied for it. So I got the job and worked for two years, wrote a book, and uh, finally we took plunge into the stock market in '87 with zero capital and uh, just the leap of faith and confidence that uh, we understand the market, we understand investing. You know, also a primitive it was because those time that time things were not flowing. We were also young, and uh, so uh, you know things were pretty uh, uh, primitive. And yet, the confidence of a young guy, you know, is so uh, so immense. We started in '87, and uh, myself and Muti, Muti uh, was younger than is younger than me, and is uh, a far better charger than me. He's uh, almost a ranker. Uh, attempts to pass my CA and uh, but one good thing was he had two brothers operating from Chennai and Ahmedabad who wanted to uh, find a good broker in Mumbai. Uh, I was one guy who was doing everything in the stock market but I had no way how to get the first client there and how to start the business and that too we didn't have any capital, any office, nothing. I found in him a great guy and a great guy with two clients and uh, wanting to work also uh, hand to hand. So. We came together and uh, we started the business. Day one, we had these two clients from operating from Ahmedabad in Chennai. And they used to buy stuff in those markets in, on a T plus one basis. And they used to sell it here on T plus 15 basis. So basically, we didn't need any capital because they were selling. So we needed, in fact, we were sending money to them rather than they uh, needing money here. And that uh, model of uh, not needing any capital to start a business was the most wonderful thing when I look back. And uh, second thing was that uh, uh, second thing was that uh, uh, 
broker services were completely short supply. We were in the seller's market, and uh, that allowed us to really uh, build people tolerated us because uh, we were amongst the best because we were giving research. We were uh, beyond, I mean, about ever in terms of integrity, and uh, we were all over 24 by 7 uh, for small things also. So that allowed us to uh, build our this thing. But our actually our passion was investing. What we were doing since the cash flow was small and uh, after expenses and everything and after paying full taxes, we left a few lakhs. I was continuously investing. The very day I used to earn the property, I used to invest. And uh, that allowed us to uh, build uh, more than what uh, what booking could have done. And by 1990, we had uh, about uh, 50 lakhs saved into various stocks and everything. And uh, then we bought a little bit and bought the membership. And that was a turning point. The moment we bought the membership, what happened was that uh, there was a Hashemeta program. In the next two years, in less than two years, we went from 15 lakhs to 30 crores. I had a 30 crores worth of uh, stock portfolio at the peak of the bull run. And that changed the life. And that was that happens once in a lifetime, from literally zero to 30 crores overnight. And we didn't speculate. It was not one stock uh, bonanza or anything like that. We worked very hard those uh, things. But kind of, uh, we uh, reinvested very quickly and built this 30 crores portfolio. And then it had to collapse, it collapsed, and we began from 30 to 10. But 10 crore was also at that point of time, a lot of money for any young entrepreneur. And then we started building, we started getting the research, batting research. And then somewhere in 94, I heard the name of Warren Buffett. I mean, I never heard him. And I, I didn't know about them. Probably I had not heard Goldman Sachs also. Uh, so somebody gave me a physical copy of Berkshire Hathaway. And uh, he said, this guy is different. Why don't you read the uh, director's report? I read that and then I realized, for me, I don't know anything about investing. Uh, and this guy obviously knows everything. And, uh, then I read 30 years of his, uh, all the annual reports. And that changed, uh, that actually shaped my thought process about the investing, which brought some cohesion, some orderliness in. Uh, one thing about investing is that there is no structured way. There's no one way. Of doing it right, there are millions of guys. There are millions of ways of doing it right. Uh, the end thing is that everybody wants to make money, and uh, the same market, same stocks. I mean, one guy buys, one guy sells. It means that there are two different thought processes working simultaneously on the same counter at the same point of time. So <clears throat> clearly, uh, Buffett gave me the foundation for uh, how to think about value investing, and uh, it was love at first sight. On a 10 crore portfolio, I had about 225 companies. And uh, the very first thing what I did was that I sold all of them and I left with only 15 companies. That allowed me to at least review my portfolio. With 250 companies, 25 companies with four or five pages of your Excel sheet, it was impossible to go through even those companies in one shot. In that very year in which I did this, my stock portfolio doubled in value. And since then, we have never looked back. We have always had only focused strategy. In fact, our, all the strategies are focused strategies. Even uh, SEBI gave us, sorry, yeah, SEBI gave us the permission to launch focus strategies. So focus 25, focus 30, focus 35. I said, let me have a voluntary binding on how many companies we can have. So focus 25 by our filing cannot have more than 25 companies at the construct itself. Or 30 cannot have more than 30 and 35 cannot have more than 35. Actually, we operated only 50, 20 companies. Like we have a spare capacity in terms of how many companies we want to have in our schemes 
BMSs are run more like 15, 17 companies. In mid-cap is run with 20, 22 companies. But basically, 20 is the like the uh, number around which we have a, a, a number of stocks in our portfolios. So that character from 96 onwards was permanent feature. And uh, in 2003, when we started taking money first time, uh, since then, I mean, we used to, I think still the value strategy, which is my oldest, has about 12 or 13 stocks even today. And at that time also, I used to personally run about 15, 16 stocks. So this is the one of the biggest thing that you've got to have focus strategy, focus number of companies, few number of companies in your portfolio. And then uh, my this 10 crore portfolio, by turn of the century, became a 100 crore portfolio because this Y2K happened. Again, the next bull run, like Matt bull run, which happened in 92, we again saw another bull run in 2000. That uh, took my portfolio from 10 crores at the bottom to 100 crores. Again, it collapsed because my 80% of my portfolio was Infosys and Master, and both of them they collapsed by 90%, and hence my portfolio again came down to uh, again one third from 100 to 30. Then we had two tough years, and then we started, then the mother of all the bull runs started 2003 2007. And during that period, uh, what happened was that uh, 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 the, the, the dot com burst had happened, and again, the franchise companies like perfect recommended quality companies that started coming into being. And uh, those are the companies which started doing well. And again, we built the portfolios which were relevant at that point of time. And uh, by the time it was 2007 at peak, we were upwards of 500 crores from the 30 crores. Uh, I'm talking about this is my personal portfolio. Between uh, me and Moti, what uh, personal portfolio savings we had. And, but what happened was in 96, uh, we became corporate. And after that, I didn't get money from the operating side. Till then, operating and portfolio was one of the same. But after 96, once the corporate happened, the operating mind remained in corporate, and I started. Uh, I had to manage only out of whatever was the earlier purpose. So I didn't get uh, much of inflow. At same 10 became 100, 100 became 30, 30 became 500. Then again the thing collapsed, but this time it collapsed by 50%. The bottom in 2008, when the market collapsed, we were at about 225 to 250 crores. And then uh, uh, now the same 250 crores has become more like 1400 crores as we are, you know, uh, as we are talking. So this. So this is the journey of a, uh, of a portfolio which is started with zero to 1000 crores in last uh, say 25-30 years and if by chance, I mean from 96 onwards we started focusing only on the building Motilov's one uh, financial services itself. So in parallel, while this program, this was just a byproduct of the entire effort, we created a company which is about today, I mean as we talk it's about uh, two, two billion, upwards of two billion, fifteen, sixteen thousand crores company. So uh, the journey of uh, actually our journey is not from zero to thousand; it is zero to maybe fifteen, sixteen thousand crores. And still the journey is on; it's very robust, and we are as excited. And I think one or two things I remember about uh, value investing. One is that uh, I think uh, one has to be uh, looking for. I mean, one must recognize the difference between price and value. Price is what you pay, value is what you get. This is the fundamental of, I mean, if people don't understand, if people think the price and value are same, I think it's done. I mean, I don't think you should bother about the stock market. There is a fundamentally, this is the only market where, where you get, where you get 
10 bucks thing can you can get it for 1 buck and you can sell 1 buck thing for 10 bucks so i have to know what is the underlying value and what is the price there so uh, you have to have faith in this particular statement and, and if you think that it's a very efficient market and uh, the only way to go is the passive investing and you cannot figure out uh, the difference between price and value in any stock in any, any point of time i don't think you belong to the game so the guys who belong to the game are the guys who can see the difference between price and value and uh, and the what are the sources of value so there are three sources of value so and what we did along the can this get me bottle of water so uh, along the way what we did was uh, from 96 onwards after the competition after 96 we started writing wealth creation study the effort was to learn as phil fisher said before entering any market please try to understand how money is made in that market every country has different set of businesses and different set of companies who make money we don't have microsoft we don't have alphabet we don't have uh, uh, google we don't have uh, uh, all this uh, uh, facebook and things like that maybe we'll have them after 10 15 20 years but today what is making money here is tcs um, uh, tcs you have your uh, hdfc bank you have reliance I mean, very different kind of companies are making money. You have two major companies like Aicha, uh, Hero Honda. I mean, these companies are making a lot of money. You have a car company, which is almost one of the most valuable car company in the world, uh, Maruti Suzuki. So you know, these companies have a very different opportunities because of the level of development, the company structure which we have, the affordability, lack of affordability we have. So all these things create a very different business opportunity, and entrepreneurs they find ways. Of uh, of a building an enterprise which is so very different in the same business in other parts of the world. Like say Asian paints, having 60% market share in a paint paints business, which is very simple. Yet the brand and the distribution has created so much of uh, uh, differentiation between him and the other players. That next three players put together are one third of uh, uh, his market share. So the kind of price dominance, pricing power, profitability, cost structure which uh, Asian paint gets, nobody else gets. So clearly, uh, we have to figure out where the money is made. So in the, to keep uh, keep uh, to keep up with the thing, what we did from '96 onwards, we started writing wealth creation study, and uh, we have done 21 parts of this study without fail. Every year, two months, I spend in doing that, and now it has become far more uh, useful to me because what we try to do, do uh, are two things. One, of course, we look at the data for the what has happened in last five years. And that's the uh, uh, original wealth creation study. The second thing what we do is that we try to uh, we try to uh, look at one of the aspect of investing which is difficult for us to understand. So that we try to sort it out uh, in next two months and we try to pare it down uh, on the paper in terms of how do we look at it, like how to look at growth, how to look at uh, value, how to look at the dividend, how to look at whole lot of things. So there are 21 uh, studies we have done. and so the difference between the lot of people who read the books i mean probably multiple times more than what we read i read about a book a, a book or maybe one or a book in a month so i must be completing maybe 15 17 20 books in a year there are guys who complete almost a book a more than a book every week i mean they would not get a sleep unless they complete the book so uh, but then the difference between them and us is 
that they don't try to internalize, they don't run data on what are the insights they had from the book. What I'm trying to do, I'm trying to uh, read fewer books more deeply, get few insights and run the data and make it more internalized in the head. So when you go to pick a stock or manage the portfolio, at that point of time, those uh, insights or the frameworks are of uh, use uh, for finding values. Basically, your price is known to everybody. You are continuously trying to improve your pace and size of uh, value you can find and uh, when you actually um, improve your vision uh, so that you can uh, you can see the value or value being created and uh, price being where it is, you can sit through. So, uh, actually investing is nothing but uh, stacking up the frameworks. So you have to, uh, uh, of the various variables you have to think about uh, in value, so there will, uh, you, you have to have various frameworks and the guys who have multiple frameworks of how to look at it, a lot of things come out of common sense and uh, experience. So uh, the stacking of the frameworks allows you to, uh, to, to be a better stock picker. Uh, so, uh, so, you know, uh, uh, we have done through uh, 21 of them and I'm quite sure we'll do another 21 is uh, in line in as many years and uh, it will become deeper and deeper and uh, that also shows our own evolution of how we understand the value in the over period of time. But one framework which comes to my mind uh, which is uh, very powerful is a, a framework given by Professor Greenwald in his book called Value Investing and uh, I think it came sometime in 98-99. And there he has given a very clear, I wish I could uh, give you a few uh, slides, but uh, so the value has, there are three sources of value. Uh, and first is the breakup value, second is the franchise value, and third is the growth value. So what happens is that uh, you, uh, uh, till about 50s or 60s, after the depression and uh, lack of computing, uh, limited computing power, people were looking at basically the breakup value. Can I get a company of which breakup value is 100 million dollars and today it might be trading at 20, 30, 40 million dollars. That was a game and uh, people are buying dirt cheap stocks uh, in those kind of uh, prices. The quality of the uh, higher profitability or quality of businesses were not given that much importance uh, uh, to start with in, till about 1960. Then uh, Prophet came uh, along with Charlie Munger and Charlie Munger had a different uh, take on this. And he said, let's buy high quality companies. And uh, of course buy cheap, but buy high quality companies rather than just a breakup value. Buffett was coming from a Benjamin Graham's, you know, uh, breakup value concept. He came and said, let's look at the franchises. And that's where C's Candy, American Express, uh, Coca-Cola, those kind of stocks, uh, they started buying. And uh, put together, it became a lethal combination of investing. And Buffett also uh, got reformed. Uh, from Benjamin House to becoming, uh, uh, you know, like a manjar uh, kind of thing. And uh, uh, and then, good thing they did to our benefit, they started writing in their annual reports what they learned and what their thought process about the quality companies. That made a lot of authors write a lot of books in the 90s particularly, and now I think every week one book is coming, on the quality investing. In fact, there is a book on quality investing itself which I am reading right now. So, by uh, Cunningham. So, uh, so what has happened is by buying only quality, you cannot find value because what has happened is the quality is now fully value, fully priced I would say. So 
by uh, 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 very high quality companies also price very highly and the low quality companies price lowly so by buying high quality companies you cannot make uh, you cannot beat the market you may not sink but you cannot beat the market now the second way to make money is to chase the growth so growth has a problem because the bad companies also grow uh, for a short while so how do you differentiate between growth growth of a good company and growth of a bad company uh, because every company is here to grow only so and you get caught if you don't differentiate so we call it quality trap if you are buying only quality we call it growth trap if you are buying only growth companies uh, without looking at the quality so what we said finally in 2000 i think this we did in 2011 or 12 when we study we said we are looking at the intersection of quality and growth so high quality and high growth when when you arrive at that kind of situation the even market finds it very difficult if you are little early in the game market finds it very difficult to value it rightly because then uh, if you are high quality and high growth and longevity and high growth so two uh, uh, quality means high quality business run by high quality management so q is taken care of g is taken care of then l is not only quality uh, and growth but longevity and quality and growth for 10 years 20 years 30 years it is good and going so when you have q g l that gives you bucket of uh, value and the value in that uh, 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 is a compounded value in the sense that today value is x uh, in 10 years if it is growing at 25% the value becomes 10x now uh, uh, now the price will be broadly affecting current value uh, current value of 1x maybe because it is high quality high growth maybe it might be 2x but it doesn't take full cognizance of next 10 years of uh, uh, value creation to the quality and growth and that's where you get the opportunity of marginal safety of investing in quality and growth at reasonable price so uh, all in all value is about uh, break up value and current profit value which everybody knows what should be the value it's so you put in a spreadsheet without putting any growth you can you can put your discounting number and you get the present value of that so that's a science what comes to really problem is the growth value in india most of the companies 50% of the current value of price is for the growth now, how to understand growth and uh, how much growth is possible uh, and what is the quality at the same time i mean there can be growth in low quality company there can be growth in very high quality company when you get combination of very high growth in a high quality company valuation is literally exponential and uh, no market can value it right you will always make money in those kind of companies but there are very few opportunities where business quality is very high and very high growth is there and you are buying at a uh, early stage of the company and that is possible in private equity but generally these companies don't come to uh, being in the marketplace like asset management companies they will all come for uh, investing uh, in the days to come first time we are getting listed agency mutual fund your ics mutual fund will all come for listing they are fantastic business with fantastic growth let's see what kind of valuation they attract to start with that leaves an opportunity so basically uh, uh, as I explained, the, uh, value investing is about figuring out the franchise value and growth value. Franchise value is a science, growth value is an art. And uh, understanding the growth, there is no school where it is taught which company, which business will grow, how much, for how long. You have to understand using your common sense and whatever data analytics you have, uh, talking to the competition, talking to the uh, 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 company and everything, you have to figure out 
uh, which company is going to grow how much so it all depends on the quality of business quality of opportunity and execution capability of the uh, management so when all these things come together you get a company which is going to grow like a fountain uh, uh, like a rocket for many years to come and that's where you make a you get a compounder and then you have to understand the power of compounding what happens is people understand in value investing in investing per se compounding has a huge role to play i learned about compounding in 91 i uh, late mr chalakan sampath he kind of uh, talked about compounding and it just stuck to my head how powerful is the concept so another concept is the power of compounding if you have compounded uh, if you understand how compounding works like at 25% rupee becomes 10 rupees in 10 years but what is the summation of 1 to 10 years profit uh, of the summation of compounded profits is about 42 so you have to know uh, at a given uh, situation how much a company is going to make if the company is uh, assumed to be growing at particular pace for a particular number of years so that number uh, you can do it of course with the calculator but if you can do it mentally you can continuously see whether a particular stock is uh, high priced or uh, underpriced or overpriced so this keeps going on in my head and that allows us to pick the stocks wherever we find a spot so i think uh, uh, i have summarized how i naturally operate uh, at a uh, you know uh, stock selection level and uh, then comes the allocation and then uh, you know uh, because uh, one of the beautiful things about uh, in stock investing is that your downside is only 1x whereas your upside is unlimited x like uh, if you bought uh, any company for say 1000 rupees or say 1000 crores market cap the downside can be only 1000 1000 rupees but upside can go from that 1000 to 10000 or lakh or 2 lakhs or whatever look at what is happening to amazon or anything i mean i mean uh, infosys ultimate growth company in india uh, came to public issue and flopped public issue at 50 crores in 93 they it is from 50 crores Two and half lakh crores. They pay dividends of uh, thousands of crores every year. So clearly, you know, uh, it's a very interesting. It's a very exponential instrument. Uh, one must be aware of how to use the power of these uh, these companies. And uh, if you get a diamond or a hundred carat uh, diamond in your hand at early stage, high quality business, growing rapidly at reasonable price, I think. Uh, you know you need vision you need courage and you need patience to hold that and what is most important of the three is not the vision and courage what is most important is the patience and unless you have the patience power of compounding will not work and uh, so i mean in summation all of this is what we practice at motiraus wale as an environment and that's why we, you you get to see what the performance is so i think i'll close my remarks with this and we'll take we'll get into questions yeah Uh, thanks, sir. <laughs> that that was that was very insightful. Okay, so I've gotten like 500 different questions. So I'm gonna select uh, seven or eight out of them, right? Sure. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, starting off with a fun question. Now, it, it it looks like you know the newspapers are saying that you are in the billionaire club. Uh, if <laughs> <laughs> you know, so <laughs> if you're <Yeah>. already. <laughs> uh, so so the question is how do you spend your money you know i mean do you i mean other than investing how do you where do you spend your money i just got it yeah i've not thought about it so <laughs> we have got it means we have uh, uh, so you know i think uh, 
money is a very interesting thing you know in the sense that it puts you into very interesting spots it takes you to the places where you would like to be uh, it allows you to do things which you can do and it brings a lot of freedom in every aspect of life not only financial but uh, where you want to live where uh, whether you want to work how long you want to work where you want to work so it brings all sorts of uh, freedom and uh, i'm i'm going to enjoy all of it and of course bulk uh, of the money will go to the charity and i'm not going to wait for very long time uh, for charitable activity to start we have started one is that on the paper you are rich second is mentally how rich you are you know I mean, for this uh, it, you have to be injected with the richness you know it takes almost a generation uh, to become rich uh, yeah first generation guys uh, i don't think in this generation i'm going to become rich mentally uh but then uh when the challenge is how do you dispose it off i'm excited to even create more money more wealth uh, so that we can do bigger charities in life uh, so you get to see some significant charities in the years to come a lot of uh, disposal of my uh <laughs> thanks <laughs> that's that's very nice uh so yeah so now you're talking about infosys now the question here is do we really have in our stocks of value to be purchased today you know i mean i mean what do you think about the current set of large cap and mid cap valuation you know is i mean is there that value in the market today to go and put your money in yes you know kuji kind of you might be paying full price today but uh, on a 3 months 6 months uh, or one year basis maybe we can have a return holiday for one year right. don't make it for one year but life is not about one year no Out of ten years, nine years still ahead. So once the say you might say that uh, uh, that market is uh, kind of. I mean, let let me think that what the world is saying is right. That uh, market is uh, uh, market is a little expensive. I say twenty five percent, and my earnings goal is twenty five percent. So one year I will not make money. After one year also, my say thirty p will come on twenty one, twenty two p, and uh, then we we'll start the journey. But my growth in the growth engine. my portfolio or my company is going to continue for next 10 15 years so how does it matter i'll make as much money in the years to come right got it but so then you are not going to make money every day right so so does it make sense to then sit more on cash now if value is not there or 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 how do you how do you decide on that i mean one thing is that put us up guys the guys who are already invested like people like me and hopefully people like you who have this and i have 100% only in stocks so to me it doesn't matter uh, getting another 1% or 2% by way of dividend or something uh, that is in any case still that that has to go into stock the very moment it comes like 9 o'clock i get credit 9:30 goes in the market so for me it's very easy is for the guy who is starting first to say that he has never ever dabbled into the stock market For him, it is a tough entry into the market. It's like a entering into a swimming pool without any, you know, like with all the bubbles around you. So you are all the guy who is most protected. He is most scared when he enters the pool. The guy who has the head on his back, he is absolutely, you know, it's like me. He's, he's a he's a very free bird. So the guys who are entering for the first time, since they are fearful, you must respect their fear, and uh, you can go in an installment. You know, there's such wonderful technology. Technology. Wonderful ideas available like systematic investment plan. You can do a weekly plan. You can do a monthly plan. You can do a quarterly plan. 
you decide see you have made money now you don't have to sweat about how to use the money so you deploy at your pace when you are comfortable you buy it in the next money in 12 installments or 3 installment first installments you get average of the market if the market market goes down you get uh, rest of the money you buy or something like that so i think there are ways around this but you cannot learn swimming staying out and sitting out there you have to enter the got it now I, i think there's an interesting extension to this you know so uh, so a lot of people would want to emulate you right as in go to 0 to 15000 crores right i mean so the question here is uh, so you made money investing into stocks directly can the same kind of returns be made through a mutual fund you know like investing into the sip i mean can can something like that be emulated you know so much better much better because when i started mutual fund was not there or then so i was trained in a single stock kind of a scenario and uh, even now i mean now uh, you have both options you can go uh, stock straight into stocks or you can do it uh, through mutual funds very few guys are competent to do what we did at that point of time because market is much more complex hyper complex right now you need far more focus you need lot more reading because that time competition was ready to retain The whole market was dominated by speculators and uh, dealers and the investors, which were retail and literally illiterate retail kind of situation. Today, retail itself has become very smart. On top of it, 40% of the market is institutionalized. You got 20% mutual funds in India and 20% uh, FIS. Were very smart. So your competition is not uh, is very different. Information is flowing far ahead of time. There's a quarterly result. There's a direct boardroom interviews. There is a Severe requirement that anybody is meeting anything and any presentation is being made when he works by investor has to be preloaded, not even postloaded. So what I am saying is, this is a very competitive situation. Internet is making life far more competitive for the investors. But those few who are competent, who has passion, and who have time, obviously they must they can buy digital uh, stocks. But I can tell you, there are wonderful managers, wonderful products which are being done at one one and a half percent fees. People are devoting their whole life, lifetime experience to see that those products are doing well. This is part of it, and and the day on which you feel that you are more competent than the uh, than the professional, you can you are you are free to uh, you are free to uh, you know kind of manage it on your own. Doesn't take much time. Second thing is that uh, uh, most of the guys who have portfolios, they don't realize you know, what what they don't do is they don't do monitoring of their portfolio. They, the moment they give money to uh, a professional, they get monthly statement, they get uh, daily analysis and things like that, and they can monitor it. But the the way they manage their own portfolio, they never compare their own performance properly on year-on-year basis, quarter-on-quarter basis with the benchmark and with the peer set. So I think uh, there's a lot of merit in going to mutual funds for the people who have limited money, who have limited time, limited skill, and uh, uh, I mean limited liking for doing it. You cannot do it unless you are a bad fellow. I mean, I would call anybody who is spending twenty four by seven in stock market nothing less than mad guys. Okay, no, we we you know like our clientele, we have a lot of such mad people. Now, uh, if you have to select, you know, like if you have to choose between low PE, low, I mean, how do you actually select a company? Do you give more focus on the financial ratios or more on the management? You know, I mean, what is more priority for you? Look, it's a bottoms up process. I mean, the QGLP. Allows me to go through the entire thing. It's a checklist kind of thing. So you have to look at the quality of business. Quality of business 
run by quality of management. These two things, quality of business and quality of management, are ninety percent of the job. And if you are experienced, you can do both of them like uh, very quickly. And of course, the final judgment is little later. But whether it's a good business or bad business, that you have to fundamentally decide. And ninety percent of business are bad businesses. And time is front of good business, and time is equally big enemy of bad business. So one of the difference between stocks and gold is that gold anywhere you go is same gold. You don't get cheated about the gold. Whereas in a stock, you can be completely cheated because on one side you have Nestle and Lever and Infosys and Wipro and TCS. Other side you have all the jokers, you know, who are just destroying their own money as well as investors' money. And unfortunately. Uh, they are much more in news, the bad guys, and uh, they are out of four thousand. I would say almost thirty-five hundred companies are not worth investing for long term. How do you build a portfolio of investable companies? That's the first part. You know, so uh, so when is the business? When the perfect set of management. Now, how do you interview a management? How do you see the passion of the management? And uh, management where you are being, you are being his competence, you are being his integrity. His passion, energy. So these things, uh, uh, to some extent, is a matter of experience. But if you confront any management, you see the activities, you read the balance sheet, read the concord. I think you can see that difference between a management and management. So uh, once you have a terrific business run by terrific management, you are in for a uh, right to move. Okay. Uh, now whether the ride is going to be at the end of 25% compounded, 15% compounded. Compounded, it all depends on the growth. Once you have a good shape, you need the G because you can make as much money only as much as the company makes. If the 20-year growth rate is at uh, 25%, you're bound to make at least 25%, maybe half percent here there because for rating or derating. So what is important is to get the Q and G right, then you have to look at the price. Makes sense. So last two questions, you know. So now, uh, uh, so a lot of lot of is talked about you know entering a stock, right? But I yeah. think a lot of questions we had was how do you figure out when do you get out of a stock, right? As in because that seems to be a lot more tougher decision to make than entering a stock, you know. So yeah. so cornerstone of investing is buying right. You know, if you buy right, say you buy, you are, you get lucky to buy say hero at thirty bucks. Or Bharti Telecom at 25 bucks, or uh, uh, or Infosys. I mean, I know a few guys who bought uh, Infosys on day one of listing at 50 crores market cap. Can you believe this? <laughs> still, so you become lucky to find these ideas uh, well in time and your prepared mind. Then you know selling is is important, but uh, you don't have to sweat about it. So, I mean, I sell when I'm wrong. First thing, I don't wait for. Uh, my wrong, I just get out and I die only once. So that's one thing. Second is when the companies are wrong. In capital allocation, they do and buy something in Africa, somewhere where they don't know what they are buying or selling. I stay away from there. So we have to sell again. Third is when you get a superb opportunity. You know, they say that no company is going to be growing perpetually, otherwise, they go to the sky. So when the growth momentum slows down, and you see other companies which are coming up with a new growth momentum. Obviously, you have to switch. These are a few situations where we keep doing it, and that's why out of fifteen twenty stocks, three stocks every year. Got it.
Thanks. And and the last one. So you know, so I mean, you're like a role model for a lot of us here, right? So, so what would be your advice, you know, for everyone who's starting off investing in the markets or who's been, you know, who's been at it for a while? And I mean, if if you have like a couple of pointers for all of us, you know, sir. So. See, one of the advice uh, given in 2000 is uh, if you can read, you read read 2007 and the report of about what they want to buy and what they want to avoid. Great. And the title is Great Good Gurusam. I think it is the best two pages ever written by Mr. Buffett. Uh, that's my all time favorite. Uh, 2007, Baksha Hathaway, page 6 and 7. Okay. So that's the first thing you must read. And read not once, read at least 40 times. Even I read the day before, again I got some insight. Very insightful way. So, uh, uh, so, uh, the first point there, he said four things they like to do. First thing is we invest what we understand. We don't do anything in investing which we don't understand. Let the world say you're a fool, you're whatever. But please don't write your check or do anything unless you are very clear about it. You're confident about that you are doing the right thing. Second, look for top quality business with a, uh, with a uh, long-term good economics. Third, Find a uh, company which has trustworthy and able management. And fourth, and very fourth, is the price at which you are buying, the reasonable price. So when you follow this process, there is a process you follow. And uh, uh, if you follow the process of not doing crazy things in investing, don't be carried away by momentum, the market and all. So uh, say like I said, if you, if you are scared of the market levels and all, do an SIP, you know. Uh, but I think you have to start investing. And uh, in investing, if you are young, I think a lot of time is ahead of you. I did sort of me when I started. I bought my first stock in 1980. Index, uh, uh, index was 100. Sensex was 100. Today is 30,000. I have seen in front of me markets going 300 times. There is no reason that uh, this market is again not going to go 300 times in Sensex term in the next 30 years. In fact, probably it will be faster. So. The opportunity is uh, fantastic. The downside is probably could be 10%. The upside is by 100% less in the next five years. With this, I think that uh, people should take very careful decision of whether they should live themselves or they buy some product from uh, guys whom they think they're competent. And you can even diversify within that. You don't have to put all the eggs in one basket. So that would be my advice. Perfect. Thanks a lot, sir, for taking time. You know, so and look forward to you know hearing more of you. Sure. Thank you. Thanks. Good day. Bye. Bye.